Hey friends, this is Reverend McKinley Sims from UU Restoration in beautiful Philadelphia. We've taken a backseat from creating different kinds of podcasts thanks to the COVID crisis. But what we have been doing is I've been creating content on our public Facebook page, facebook.com slash UU Restoration. We've been doing an everyday theology series, Tuesdays at 3 p.m. The videos usually come out live. I wanted to share the audio here on the podcast stream to get back in the habit of making podcasts and to get wider reach on the videos that we're doing. So the audio that you're about to hear is from our series, Tuesday Theology, Everyday Theology, Theology 101. I call it a bunch of different things, but you'll get the picture after you hear the first episode. Thanks for sticking with us. Stay safe out there. Hello, friends. Welcome back to UU Restoration's public Facebook page for the second part of our Theology 101 Theology Talks session. So I'm doing these Facebook Live videos Tuesdays at 3 p.m. I'm going to try and stabilize my video a little bit. Tuesdays at 3 p.m. to talk through what is theology, how to think theologically, and how to do theology every day. Last week, we did Theology 101, the first part. We talked about what is theology, that is the study of that which is most important to us. That theology traditionally among the Abrahamic religions was the study of God. What do we know about God? How do we understand God? But that doesn't have to be all that theology is. In Unitarian Universalism, we have what's called a living tradition and a wide canon. So our theologies come from different places, not just Judaism, Christianity, Islam, Hinduism, the Baha'i faith, but from all of our sources. Theology comes from your direct experience. It comes from your interaction with the natural world. Theology can come from art, literature, poetry, sacred texts, NPR, podcast, lots of different places. So Theology 101 is about answering these big questions. What is most important to me? What does it mean to be human? And how do I do life religiously? We're using the old Humanist Manifesto version of religion, which is that which is loyal to life. So anything is religious is that which promotes loyalty to life. So some of the questions we talked about last week were, what does it mean to be human? What does it mean to be alive? How do I understand God? How do I name that which is most holy, most important, that which is beyond me? Think about our own emotional experiences and how our soul is. What makes us feel the most happy, the most safe, the most secure? What makes us feel sad? insecure or depressed? Where do we find beauty in the world? These are all questions that speak to our theology. So today I want to talk about the theology of spring. This Sunday at Restoration, we are live streaming our service at 11 a.m. East Coast time, and we will be speaking about Earth Day and the theology of spring and liberation in this time. And how do we understand the resurrection of the natural world that's being experienced now amidst so much pain and sickness and fear? How do we understand the resurrection that the Christian story teaches us in the story of Easter? And how do we translate that story into words that make sense for us if that is not our primary tradition? 
So for the theology of spring, what I've been thinking about is the emergent strategy concept. The most popular book out on emergent strategy now is by Adrienne Marie Brown. We preached on her at Restoration a few weeks ago. And emergent strategy is strategy and understanding the world that seeks to mirror the natural biome, microorganism, animalistic world with our human one. That trying to model our civilization off the patterns that we see in nature might help us to live more in tune with nature and more in tune with one another, to try and be symbiotes rather than masters of this universe. So the big question I've been thinking about for the theology of spring, what does it mean to be alive in these times? And how do we understand what's going on in the world now with a coronavirus pandemic, with massive wealth inequality, with systemic racism and oppression still ever present? What does it mean to be human and how do we make sense, make meaning? How do we understand this world? So in looking at emergent strategy, it's helped me to think about what our mission is. And at Restoration, our mission is to embrace all souls and restore wholeness. What does that look like? Your mission, whether you're an institution, a church, a school, a nonprofit, or just a human being, right? Your, your mission is your direction that you want to head. And the theological word for this, the Greek word for us was telos, or telos, T-E-L-O-S. And your teleology, your telos was your direction, where things are headed, where the universe is headed, where life is headed, where time is headed. What is the moral arc of the universe headed towards? What does life point towards? That's what our telos is. So what is our telos in these times? Emergent strategy begs us to embrace the telos of the power of right relationship. That getting in right relationship with one another, with God, with nature, with our institutions is what we learn as humans from the natural world. That being in right relation might be the most important telos we can have. So some of the elements of emergent strategy lifted up by Adrian Marie Brown are the idea of fractals, the idea of adaptiveness and adaptation, ideas of interdependence and decentralization, the ideas of non-linearity and the iterative process, big words, non-linearity and the iterative process, resilience and transformative justice, and creation of more possibilities, that life moves towards life, the telos. So the theology of spring in the Northern Hemisphere comes in April, May, June. If you're in Texas, it comes in March. As the natural world springs to life around us, even though we're about to have snow here in Pennsylvania, we are reminded that there is a cycle, there is a rhythm, a pattern, to nature. And then in the Northern Hemisphere, things die in the winter in November, December, October, and then spring back to life in the spring. And this pattern of regeneration, 
rebirth, some might call resurrection from the Christian tradition, is the cycle of nature. It is the way the world works. So a theology of spring takes this into account. We say, okay, how do I understand this world? How do I understand what's going on? Well, what does the natural world tell me? It tells me there's a cycle of death and rebirth. There's a cycle of regenerative process, the cycle of resurrection, that for new things to be born, old things have to die. So I'm not lifting up a morbid fascination with a coronavirus and with illness across the world that people have to die so that new people can be born. That's not what we're saying. But there are things, there are systems, there are ways of thinking that may have to go the way of the dinosaurs so that new ways of living might be brought forth, right? That there are new ways of being, new ways of understanding what it means to be human in these days, what it means to do church, what it means to shop, what it means to be together, that had to be born, that had to be birthed. And unfortunately, the old ways can't coexist. That's what nature tells us. But there is this cycle. And then at some point, the ways that we're being together in this new age, those will change and become something new. One of the interesting concepts from Adrian Murray Brown, Emergent Strategy, is that nothing dies, everything transforms. Right, that there are no failures, that everything in nature is data, that just because something doesn't work or a, a species has to change or even go extinct, that as part of life with a capital L as a whole, there's something greater at work. And so this greater process is being undergone so that even though things may die, that's not a failure on nature's part. It's not a failure on life's part. It's all data because there's a T loss, right? There's a direction towards which life is heading. So we might call it the moral arc of the universe. You can call it the teleology of your faith, right? Some people call it beloved community. People call it the end of the world. Some people say, doesn't matter what you call it. The point is that there is a direction to life. The emergent strategy posits that life begets more life, even when life forms. We had a momentary blip there, but I think we're back. Okay, so the theology of spring, what do we learn from nature? How do we take these elements of emergent strategy? Fractals, adaptation, interdependence, decentralization, nonlinearity, the iterative process, resilience and transformative justice, and the creation of more possibilities. And think about what that means for us. So this week, we're going to be preaching on Earth Day, and our theme is liberation. And what does liberation look like? on an Earth Day when we're all supposed to stay inside. And for those people who can't stay inside, who have to go to work in healthcare facilities, in behavioral health facilities, stocking shelves at the supermarket, what does liberation look like and what do we learn from the natural world? The emergent strategy posits that right relationship is the highest T loss, the highest direction you can have. So what does being in right relationship with the world look like for us now? So I was looking at some data, these uh, maps on the social media engine Reddit, and it was showing the levels of uh, pollution over city centers, the same point in time last year in 2019 and the same point today, 
and there are various shades. You can imagine what it looks like with so many people staying inside, not traveling, production being changed, the levels of pollution across these city centers like LA, Milan, Italy, uh, New York, uh, Rome, these places drastically different that the atmosphere of the world is being changed by this. So people are getting sick. There's a lot of fear. There's a lot of uncertainty. There's a lot of liminality and everything's data, right? Things are changing. Things are transforming. Life is headed towards something. We don't know what it is. We don't know what the end result will be. But the process by which we get there is what we're in right now. So being aware of what that process is, it's part of this emergent strategy, that the process is just as important as where you are headed. So for us, for my family, right, what right relationship looks like in these times, looks like how we're reaching out to one another, how we're trying to create new connections with our friends, with our family, how we're trying to birth new things into the world, right? New ways of communicating, new games to play, new tools to use. It looks like making ethical decisions on how we are with the world. Right? We try and get out into nature. We're much more aware about how we interact with one another on the outside. If we wear masks when we go out to walk or to run. We're aware of what we might be carrying as a sickness being in right relationship with the other people and with our natural world is on a very small scale. But what you do on the small scale is translated into the bigger scale. That's the theory of emergent strategy. So thinking theologically about that is that this change is constant and the process is important. So how are we with one another? And then how are we with nature? So in the way that we do life, right? Are we still using Amazon for everything? Are we trying to make better decisions about when we drive versus when we walk? Has that affect our safety? Right? There are a lot of things to consider, but thinking about it as part of this, what is being rebirthed? What's the new regeneration here? What's the new process that is coming into being? Is a theology of spring. As we were taking a hike earlier, I was asking KP that spring, I was worried spring had a, a Northern Hemisphere bias to it. And then uh, she reminded me that no, spring is spring everywhere. It's just not all at the same time. But in the Southern Hemisphere, you still have spring, but it's just at a different time than it is in the Northern Hemisphere. So the metaphor, the theology of spring still applies. And the cycle of rebirth, death, rebirth, death still applies. And the idea of this interconnectedness of the whole universe, including us human beings, still applies. So being in right relationship with the world in the time of coronavirus, for me, looks like following the guidelines as well as we can, trying to stay healthy and safe, trying to make sure others stay healthy and safe, trying to support our folks who do have to go to work, trying to support the healthcare workers, trying to spread love, spread cheer, trying to support small businesses as a two-income family, they're still getting paid. Right? We have a lot of privilege and a lot of position. And how can we use that to support small businesses? 
to support artists, to support bookstores, right? We're trying to make really ethical decisions with our money because that's something that we can do. As a community at Restoration, we're looking into how we can help decarcerate Philadelphia to engage in justice work to prevent the spread of coronavirus within our jails. And that all sounds like non-environmental work, but in this theory of emergent strategy and interconnectedness and a theology of spring, right, it's all connected, right? We're all part of the same ecosystem. And that even though working to decarcerate the Philly jail might not sound like a, a green economic justice issue, right? It is part of this larger Earth Day movement that says that what you do on the small scale affects what you do on the big scale, right? So if we can decarcerate one city jail, right? If we can alleviate the systems of oppression that cause that poverty and lead to more crime, if we can decarcerate that, flatten the curve, prevent the spread of coronavirus, okay, what other systems can we break down that lead to different kinds of oppression that lead to different kinds of spreads of sickness, right? Can we decouple capitalism from the healthcare system that allows for there to be more space, more beds, less debt, right? If you start on the small scale, you start to think as a broader scale, what's possible? So the theology of spring, right? In the beginning, it's just a few buds that pop up to test the waters and say, oh, is it spring? We've got one yellow tulip outside my house that's just popping up just to see what's going on. But then when the rest of nature starts to see, oh yeah, it is spring. Okay. Starts to pick up a little bit of steam and pretty soon we're rolling in pollen and regeneration and new plants and new life. That it's the iterative process that the more you do it, the process gets more and more and starts to snowball. Justice works the same way. We start on a little scale, start to roll the ball, start to bend the moral arc of the universe towards a telos, a direction. You start to make more and more progress. So that's what we're planning to talk about at Restoration this week, is how we do liberation and justice work as part of a green movement, as part of an eco-justice movement. How do we celebrate Earth Day when we're supposed to stay inside? I think we celebrate Earth Day by taking care of the Earth directly around us, the three feet, six feet, 500 square feet of space around us, by trying to make better decisions with what we do with our money in this time, if we have the ability and the privilege to do so, trying to support those who don't have that privilege and ability to choose, trying to encourage people to make good decisions, trying to live in an ethical way and then celebrating the nature around us, whatever that nature looks like, even if you're in the middle of the city, to find the blue skies, to find things to be grateful for, to find things that fill you up, lift you up, give you a little bit of buoyancy and resonance that feed your spirit and help you bloom and grow in this springtime. Where do we find liberation when we feel confined in our houses, when we feel confined in our jobs? Right? The theology of spring is that it is all around you being birthed. You just have to find it, look for it, and then feed it. And the last principles of emergent strategy is what you pay attention to grows. The plants that you water grow. The things that you feed grow. 
So what are we paying attention to in this corona age, right? If we pay attention to the fear and the greed and the presidential briefings, right? If we give that thing energy, it'll grow. If we give the movements for justice, eco-liberation, movements to flatten the curve, if we give those energy, those things will grow. That's a way to think theologically about our times now, to have a theology of spring in the coronavirus age. If you're interested in the emergent strategy, I encourage you to look up Adrian Marie Brown's book on emergent strategy. If you're interested in Unitarian Universalism and more about our principles and sources, you can check out uua.org or check out Restoration's website where we have eight principles, the eighth principle of which is our primary telos, our primary direction. It speaks about upending and dismantling systemic racism and other oppressions in ourselves and our institutions. So if you're interested in that, you can go to our website, uurestoration.us. We are live streaming services here on Sundays. 11 a.m. comes to the Facebook Live page. You can also stream it from our website, uurestoration.us. We will be doing Theology Talks 101 every Tuesday at 3 p.m. on Facebook Live, unless I have a surprise meeting, which I did not have today, which is really exciting. We have pastoral care check-ins on Wednesday, tea with a minister on Thursday, poetry on Friday, all at 3 p.m. If you're interested in those, sign up for our newsletter to get the Zoom links, and you can check us out Sundays at 11 a.m. where we'll be talking more about this, about emergent strategy, liberation, Earth Day, what it means to be in right relationship, and how do we understand all of this? Where is God in all of this? Where is the bigger direction where are we all headed? That's Theology 101, Part 2, A Theology of Spring. Tune in next week, 3 p.m. on Tuesday, for a topic TBD, because we haven't picked a sermon topic for that day. But it'll be something about living in these times, thinking spiritually, sustaining ourselves for the long haul. Forward together, not one step back. Grace and peace, friends.